Grace to you and peace this day from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Reformation Day is upon us. And for those who may not know much about the church, the historic tendency on this, sin, this particular Sunday is to celebrate the formation and the reformation of the historic events of the 16th century. As we remember Martin Luther nailing his 95 theses to the castle door on October 31st, 1517, thus changing the history of the world. Now, of course, you need to understand that the view of history depends on which side of the story you find yourself. While Lutherans celebrate the Reformation of the Church, our Roman Catholic siblings view this as a schism that broke the church. And while there is a schism that resulted from the works of Luther and the other Christian reformers of the 16th century, that never ever was the purpose the reformers set out to accomplish. And while we celebrate Luther as a reformer, the fact is, historically, the time was right for a reformation. The cultural situation in Europe in the 16th century was very similar to our time. It was a time of cultural shifts and upheavals with the exploration of North America, advances in science that was ushered in as a result of the Enlightenment, and the creation, particularly, of the printing press, which now seems so antiquated, but at the time it was the modern-day Internet that led mass production and communication. So Luther was the poster boy of the Reformation, but the fact was that Reformation was inevitable. Now history tends to repeat itself, that's why Reformation matters. Everything that is alive is in a state of reformation. You are not the same person you were just a breath ago. You are constantly evolving, whether or not you're self-aware of it or not, we are not the same people we were in the past. Because the truth is, time marches on. All we can do is accept the past for what it was, embrace this current moment, and reach out into the future in hope and trust that God is already there to meet us. Jesus speaks of the need to continue in the word, to know the truth of who God is. That much Luther knew as he drove home his understanding of what Lutherans call sola scriptura, by the word alone. That is, we know who God is by the revelation of the word with a capital W through the word of God, lowercase, through the Bible. But how can we know the word, capital W, that means Jesus, if we don't know the word, the lowercase w, that means what we read in the Bible. Luther wrestled with this question as he sat hiding in the castle in Wittenberg while he translated the word of God into the common vernacular. How many of you read the Bible in Latin? You have Luther to thank because this was a revelation. This was a result of the Reformation. It was a gift of the Reformation. The word of God had been translated into a language where people could actually speak and understand. By a show of hands, how many people think Jesus spoke English? 
Good. We're recording this, so make sure, Dave, that we know that no one raised their hand. We got that right. Good. You know, as tempting as it is to look back on history, it's the future of what God is doing is where we're hitting. Now, nobody knows what the future is for the church. It's an anxious and it's a frustrating time, but it shouldn't be. The church has always been God's vessel, not ours. And as much as we might think the leadership of the church belongs to the pastor or to the council or to whoever, it's not. It is the leading of the Holy Spirit that calls us forth into discipleship. The young people this morning who will stand before us have spent over two years studying the Word of God, the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer. They've studied the sacraments. And they will, in just a few moments, affirm their baptism in Christ as their own faith. And as a result, they will continue to join the church, the body of Christ, in mission and in ministry. This is a mission and ministry that none of us claim as our own. The mission and ministry of the church is always bigger than who we are as one individual. The focus of the church has to be Jesus. It has to be. This much is what the day of reformation is about. It's a day to remember no matter what happens to the church, none of us have the right to claim we own or possess the church, which makes us a unique organization. Ownership is not in human hands. It's a gift of God. You and I are simply stewards of this thing that we call the church and part of God's mission in the world. You see, the church is never the mission of God's work. Instead, God's mission has a church. We're not the end result. We're a vessel. We're a vessel for sharing and proclaiming Christ crucified and risen. So today, as we welcome these young people into a deeper sense of service, into the life of this congregation, into the life of the body of Christ in the wider community and world, they will soon claim, like countless other people, that only God has the power to redeem and to reform. Amen. <laughs>